We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is Friday night, and I'm so excited because it is the best part of summer, Audrey. The Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix has kicked off tonight, and we have a full almost week and a half, two weeks a really great car action here yeah. in Pittsburgh. A lot and, of noise. Uh, and people are like, why are you talking about the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix on Tech Vibe Radio? Because A, it's a Pittsburgh tradition. B, lots of techies are in the cars. And there's lots of Pittsburgh technology companies that do stuff around automotive. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're dedicating the show tonight. Because we think it's a great cause, a great event, and a great thing for Pittsburgh. And, I, and so we're hanging yeah. out with Ted Swaler, the actual voice Yes. A PBGP for more than three decades. Is that true? Uh, yeah, we started in 1983. Uh, this is our 36th year, and it'll be my 36th year with the PBGP. So Every single year you've shown up. Every sing- uh, Actually, I, I go back farther than the PBGP. Okay, how's that? I was involved in some, some pre-planning um, sessions in what would have been like January and February of 1983, and our first event was Labor Day. So that's when the Tech Council was formed. We is that had, right? Exactly. Well, we're both celebrating 36 years then. Well, 35 headed into 36. Into 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, two great things Pittsburgh things on. coming together. So the Grand Prix raises money for autism, which I think is fantastic. Well, the Autism Society yeah. in Pittsburgh and also the Allegheny Valley School, which is a wonderful uh, kind of groundbreaking, um, uh, trend-setting uh, institution with uh, uh, a number of uh, campuses in western Pennsylvania. Actually, campuses across the state, but but our funds go to the, to the western Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania branch that serve uh, populations with uh, developmental uh, disabilities and so on. And so, and so, and so how we, did that start? What what made this? It started from the very beginning with uh, Myron Cope. Uh, wow! And uh, Yoy. And the, right. And, Double Yoy. And the Gunner Myron had uh, a uh, uh, an autistic uh, child. Uh, and when the initial um, idea was uh, being kicked around by some car nuts in Pittsburgh to do something like this, uh, we thought, you know, the only way this is going to work is, is if there's some civic, you know, res- civic responsibly, uh, 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 you know, component to it. Exactly. Uh, and so, uh, so Myron uh, was recruited. Uh, and uh, Bob Prince, the gunner, the, the former voice of the Pirates, and uh, and they both took took it to uh, Mayor Caligiri, and got Mayor Caligiri to uh, to sign on, and uh, and so and, and the rest is essentially history. But we've provided uh, more than five million dollars, five point one million actually so far to those two charities over the course of the event That's for an fantastic. event that is free to the public. And it's free to the public. Yeah. What I love about the event is it's a combination. It's a car show. It is racing. It's just spectating, it's it's food, it's a little bit of everything kind of going on, and it's all in Shenley Park, but also in yeah. pit race as it is tonight, but I, I've always thought that the Shenley Park is being the best oh. place to see the cars thundering through Serpentine Road. It's, it's iconic, it's, I think. Love it, man. Love it. And I think that, you know, one of the appeals of the, uh, the Shenley Park weekend is that there is no other race venue in the country right. like it. 
No, uh, is it? No. That's such an asset for Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm assuming you're drawing people from around the world to come to Pittsburgh to race the cars and to spectate. Well, we do get some international visitors. We get a number of Canadians who come down. We've actually had people who've brought cars over from England mm-hmm. uh, to race. And, and Mexico. Uh, but, I've met people from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is partly because it's it's such a unique venue. I mean, it's got to be the most challenging racetrack that there is with stone. You know, you're talking about the serpentine stone exactly. walls and trees and curbs. It's great. And the crown of the road. There's you know, some with, descending right. curves with very tight <laughs> hairpins, and you see two old Jags right. just gunning for it. And you're like, oh, my, who's going to get scraped? And they make Have it out. Have you expanded the path this year? The, the race path or is the same? The the course? Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's always the same. It's always it's the same. It's the same uh, set of roads around Shenley Park, about two, 2.3 uh, miles or something like that. Right. Um, and people actually wear very interesting outfits when they race, too. <laughs> well, uh, they're required... Um, you know, we have old cars racing, right. but there are some things that are absolutely modern and up to date. The helmets and one the of those fire is gear right, the and all that right. what they wear on their heads and on their bodies, um, and uh, you know, roll bars and things like that in the cars to make. It's them such safe. a cool format to see all of this up close. I mean, literally, like the, the cars are so loud, you almost have to step back, and you can almost see the drivers' faces through the helmets as they're coming around the corners, and you're just like, "Whoa, are they going to make it?" And There's that, and you know, uh, great photographs can be taken at Shenley Park uh, that can imitate uh, photographs that might have been taken at, um, in early American road racing like in, back in the late 1940s and the 1950s when races were held on circuits like this before they actually built ro- you know, road, road race courses. Exactly. So um, this is really the only uh, circuit in this nation and one of the few, maybe, in, maybe the only one in the world, uh, that races at speed on a, on a course like that. It's almost like a page out of Europe. Now, Audrey's very excited because this year's mark is BMW. Yeah, yeah the it's going to be a really big weekend because yeah. I know BMW's so got is, quite the following. Right. Tell the us BMW, about BMW. Yeah. yeah, the BMW CCA, which is the BMW Car Club of America, which you should belong to, uh, it's the biggest car club in the world, BMW CCA. Um, and uh, anyway, so the, every year they have a big national rally, and this year they're holding it this week in Pittsburgh. So in addition to a big bunch of uh, BMW cars that are always on a display on German Hill and a big bunch of BMW racers. We've got like 500 to 750 BMW owners who've come from Rabid all over the country. Rabid fans coming for, on Pittsburgh. Right, for the so-called O-Fest, exactly. the Oktoberfest. Audrey, we need to spiff up the 4 Series for you, get it extra shiny, <laughs> and put it on the yard this year. Yeah, man. Same. So that. we're expecting many, many. Uh, and um, the, the iconic... Model that's uh, on our poster is 2002. 2002, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary oh, this year. It is 50 years since 2002. It was introduced uh, the summer of 68. Is that right? Yeah, yes. summer of 68. Exactly. Uh, yep. It's great. How much fun event. do you have? Could you believe that you've been doing this for this long? Oh, it's fabulous. It is, uh, you know, I would say for many years, and it's still true, it's my favorite thing of the year. Is it? It's now become the biggest summer event in Pittsburgh. You know, it used it to be the regatta. and It's uh, the Grand Prix now, for sure. And uh, it's got an, an, an international reputation, um, and it's just a good time. It and, is a good uh, time. You know, and you were talking about getting up close, you know, watching the cars come right. by. I could smell but, the fumes. But you can also go up, and I don't know whether you wandered around in the paddock, but you can mm-hmm. walk up. You and, can go in the paddock and watch them. 
Yeah, wrench on the car, wrench on the car. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. I talk to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what are yeah. you doing over yeah. there? Why are you fixing I love that? it. And I love the way all the cars are organized. <laughs> so you have like the VW area, you have the yeah. Porsche area. I love that. And you get to like Absolutely. talk to the characters that are right there. Yeah. That are yeah. So cars. if you go to pvgp.org, you can get a list of all the action happening over the coming week. And really, next weekend is when it really comes together at Shenley Park, which right. we're really excited for. I know Audrey's going to be there. I'm always there every I'm year. I, there. I take a car and put it on the hill somewhere, depending upon which mark I decide to bring. This year will be the Porsche mark. I'm oh, really? Excited. Oh, okay. really? The, yeah. Cayman, the Cayman's coming out. I'm very excited about it. It's, be, it's debut for me, which I'm, I'm kind of getting... Get a little geeked out over, so I really want everyone to show up and have a good time. It seems so. like Porsche is, has some celebration going on at Shenley Park uh, uh, as well, and I know they're bringing in two really special uh, former uh, Porsche factory race cars. Yes. One's a 911 GT3 RS that raced Le Mans, I think. Exactly. We actually won Le Mans, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's right. And then there's a a 962, I think, uh, the big sports racer, the kind of car that would have won at Le Mans. That's why I'm getting ready to geek out and nerd out. So much fun. We're taking a break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio. We have Cavestro stopping by to talk about what they do automotive-wise. We also have HV3D stopping by. They digitally print car parts. And we have car nerds Mike Broker and Sam Lana stopping by as well. Too, to so talk about much the Grand fun. Prix. Great, great stuff. This is Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Russo. From the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. And once again, go to pvgp.org as well, too, to learn all about the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. Welcome back, everybody. I am so pumped to be dedicating our Tech Vibe show tonight to the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. It's like the highlight of summer here in Pittsburgh. And, Audrey, you get a whiff of it. I the, do. It's right the, in my you backyard. You get the fumes coming right into your it's backyard. Right in my backyard. Yeah. Audrey's I right love along that. the course. I love the noise. My dog goes nuts. I love everyone parking everywhere, violating all the rules. Absolutely. And I love seeing all the cars. Absolutely. We have two self-professed car geeks with us tonight, really? Audrey. Yeah. We have Mike Broker, who's no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio. No. He's, he's with, with, with Epiphany. He also has a really cool history as an automotive engineer. He tells me great stories about working at GM and stuff like that back in that, the day. That, that was a long time ago, just after I graduated from the University of Pittsburgh at the, the young age of 21. Yes. A long time ago. And we have Sam here with us. Sam, you're introduced to us through Mike. That's correct. And you have a company called Default Solutions. Yes, I do. And you are an avid car guy as well. A longtime uh, Porsche fan yes. and uh, a fan of the Pittsburgh Vantage Grand Prix. That's why I'm like, you and have to be on the show. And Default Solutions does what? Yeah, what does your company do? Um, we provide um, consulting engineering services um, for the insurance industry around construction. Oh, excellent. So what well, is your, welcome. Yeah, so what is Thank your favorite you. thing about the Grand Prix, Sam? You know, it's probably the the core reason um, why I have been a volunteer for 15 years is it's such a, a great event for it's you know the kids, the autism, and things of that nature. It, it's really what energized me to do it, and um, and the best part of it is I get to join in and do things that I like, yeah. cars. And, and you're helping kids. Raising money time. for great yeah. causes, helping children. And it's a great thing for Pittsburgh. And how long have you been hanging out with the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix? 2003 it was my first year. Excellent. So I'm, I'm just a newbie in comparison you to, are mo- newbie. to most of the volunteers. 36 years. Yes. You know, some of these people have participated. And, and uh, Sam told me that he has not seen... Uh, you've got the car show, of course, up on the golf course. Thing. Absolutely. And for these 15 years, he has made the sacrifice. He has not seen... 
that that car show because he's, he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Wait, he's, you're busy? Yeah. Right, and so, you haven't even shown up? That's right. So the um, the part of the volunteer group that I'm part of is is the race side. So we, we're working with the race cars. We're getting the cars on the track and off the track safely. And uh, so that means you, wow. don't, you don't get to see all the fun things, but but safety, while, safety is such a key part you get of this to hear event. It. Yeah, you get well, to hear once it. in a while exactly. you get run over, or uh, <laughs> put the cars on the grid or whatever. Right, <laughs> right. Put out a fire here. But and it's there. like amazing to me just to see. I remember when I moved to Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden I heard this noise, and I went, "I got to check this out." And all the roads were closed off, and all these crazy cars were around, and people in interesting garb in the dead of summer. Absolutely. Well, and you have you have people coming from literally all over the world. All over us, the world. All over the world, and so it's a it's just another great opportunity to uh, to showcase what Pittsburgh really is. Yeah, it uh, really is. I'm, I'm proud to say I was at the very first Vintage Grand Prix, so I was at Pitt in 1982. I lived on Dawson Street in South. Oh, Oakland. I know exactly where that is. And I li- literally walked, you know, three doors down to the boulevard, hang the left, go over the bridge, right. and, and sat down with uh, my my now wife and uh, a friend and his wife and just watched that for the first time. Didn't even know what we were seeing. It was just fascinating to me. It's like, wow, look at all these old, great cars, you know, just running around. These guys must be nuts that they would take these expensive cars and, and just fly them around Shelley Park. I know. They ring them out, too. I mean, there is no letting back. And they, are wearing, and they are serious. Yes, they are. They yes. are serious. So all the proceeds go to the Autism Society in That's Pittsburgh. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, all these years. So, fantastic cause. Millions of dollars have been. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Millions exactly. of dollars. Absolutely. So, Mike, back in the day, you were an aspiring automotive engineer. You said you worked for GM for a while. What kind of technologies were you developing for cars back in the day? Well, here's, here's a pop quiz for you. What was the first production vehicle that had a reconfigurable display? So what I mean, right now, all, all the cars that are produced today have a reconfigurable display. You've got a radio, you've got an HVAC page, etc. What was the, the first vehicle? The Ford Taurus. It was a 1986 Buick Riviera. The Riviera. Okay. The Riviera. The Riviera, right. And it was. And so it was configurable. What was going on? So it, basically it was a CRT display. Okay, like in the old days, if you you know an old CRT screen, uh, that's exactly what it was. It was about four by five inches in the car, and it was reconfigurable, and, and that was one of the pieces of software that we worked on, way, way, way ahead of its time. Uh, in in this, they were the GM thirties, so the Buick Rivieras, Eldorados, okay, Seville's, and Oldsmobile Tornados. They all share the same platform, right? All, all share the same platform, same assembly line, and they had six computers that all talked on a serial data link, eighty one ninety two baud. 8,000 bits per second. See, now you're nerding out. I love it. So, so wait, so what happened? How did you get out of that industry? Well, so we that was in Santa Barbara, California. So I basically out of pit went to uh, out of pit went to GM and worked at the proving grounds up in Milford, Michigan. Fantastic job for a young engineer because GM buys one of every car every year, hmm. one of every car made. And that's where they put them, up at the proving grounds. And you get certified on the tracks. And then you get to be real good friends with the field fleet driver. 
and say, hey, Marty, I need to take the Ferrari out for instrumentation display evaluation. <laughs> yes, must, uh, make sure it does 150 miles an hour, right? Yes, yes, yes. So what's the fastest you've ever driven, Mike? It was a 1984 Corvette. And remember, there was no 83 Corvette. Uh, it was the new body They style. skipped a year to get yep. the new one up. And, uh, C4 started. Probably get in trouble for this, uh, but it was on the circle track at the Proving Grounds, and it was 140. Nice. 140? 140. So yeah. Sam, how fast have you driven? No. No. No helmet. No helmet. No helmet. Nothing. So Sam, how fast have you driven? What's, what's your... In, my top speed is yeah. it, that I know of is about 135 miles an hour, but wow. I believe I was driving faster than that. I, I was doing driver training with Porsche in Leipzig, Germany. And uh, and so now rumor uh, has it you actually had the the gentleman who was the engineer of the Cayman, which is my favorite car mm-hmm. in the world, was your instructor at the time. That's correct, and he taught me a lot about what that car really could do. Exactly, it's scary wow. fast and scary cool. Simple <laughs> as that. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love it. I love it. So we got a couple minutes left. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to at the Grand Prix this year, Mike? Well, they, uh, I guess this year they have uh, their their big BMW. The mark of the year, yeah. yeah exactly. And, uh, and and having been a, a former owner of a, a 740IL that I loved every oh, day. Oh, I love that car. Yep. I, I, what I, year? Uh, it was uh, 1996, and it... Uh, uh, one rainy day, I, I went too deep into uh, some water and got hydrolocked. No way! Yep. Three Ooh. seconds, engine was done. And that was the end that of that. That was it for the 740. Yep. Really? Yep. So fragile. So, Mike, this year at the Grand Prix, you have to relieve Sam for one hour. Okay. So he can go and check out the car show. Yes, fair enough. Sam, you got to see the car show there. It's it the, is. It's, it's my favorite has it. It's pretty nice. It's yeah. pretty awesome, and I'm looking forward to being a part of it myself. So I just think it's so cool that you guys can hang out with us today and talk about your passion for cars, your passion for technology, and how that all kind of comes together. Yeah. So everyone, I really encourage you to go to pvgp.org, look at the whole schedule of events coming up this week. It all culminates in Audrey's backyard in Squirrel Hill. Yeah. Don't on, knock on my door. Don't knock on her door because she'll be out. You know, with the dog watching cars go around the track, and I'll be there as well, too. My dog freaks out. <laughs> it's such a fun weekend. I can't wait. I'm so pumped up for it. It's like July, the best month in Pittsburgh, the Grand Prix. So, you know, guys, thanks for stopping by tonight. We're taking Thank a quick you. break. We're coming back with more Tech 5 Radio. I swear, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. From the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We, too, are 35 years old, just like the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. The same. We're going back yes, to 1983. Yes, we are 35 years old. Thank I you. love it, man. Anyhow, we'll right back after this quick break. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Tech Vibe Radio. Audrey, it's the best time of the year. The Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix is in full swing. It just started tonight. Just revving up. Out, exactly. Out I can hear race. it from my backyard. You can. Revving up. Every year. You're right on yeah, the Yeah, I'm right there at People Park, right in front of my house. There's lots of activity, and it is lots of noise, and lots of people from around the world. You can smell the sweet fumes coming <laughs> from the race. It's just the cars. I love cars, so it's just sort of a crazy. Absolutely. It's yeah. a crazy couple of days in Pittsburgh. And you know me. I couldn't be any happier because I'm a complete car nerd. You and I were there. We I actually know. did a little cut the last time we were there. Remember exactly. that? Exactly. Remember you were I, riding in your Beetle. In my old Beetle. Barely got you home. I could never trust that car to go more than 100 <laughs> <I know>. yards. <laughs> as simple as that. But I'm having so much fun tonight because we get to put an eye on Pittsburgh tech companies that are doing things in the automotive realm. I know. And, and Cavestro, I mean, they've been around forever doing great stuff. 
and we have someone here to talk about all the things that they've been doing and will be doing in the future as well. Because as we know, cars aren't going anywhere. In fact, the technology gets crazier and crazier. They're becoming more autonomous, as we know, and Kavestra is playing a huge role in that. So we have Paige here with us today. Paige, what do you do at Kavestra? Yeah, hi. Hi, hey, both of you guys. Um, so I'm a market analyst for Covestro in our Coatings Adhesive and Specialties group. Uh, I mainly focus on the future of automotive and the future of mobility. So it's pretty interesting because as a raw material supplier who sells coatings, plastic, and foam, a lot of people ask, why on earth are we looking at the future of mobility? Right. Um, but we've been supplying the automotive industry for over 50 years. And just as in our polycarbonate group, we once supplied material for CDs, we have to make sure that we're innovating our material for those new changes that we're seeing. So are there any anything that you can tell us about what kinds of things are on the horizon? Yeah, well, it's awesome because, of course, with the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix, we're seeing a bunch of different types of cars. And also in Pittsburgh, we have major tech companies that are coming in, building autonomous vehicles built for ride sharing. What we've seen at Covestro is um, really the materials, you're gonna still need your seat, you're gonna need a floor, you're gonna need windows. It's all then going to be about how high value materials can really enhance that experience that you'll be having when you ride. What and are, so yeah. what does ridership mean? So does ridership mean cars? Does it mean buses? Does it mean light rail? I think it's going to be probably different for everyone we talk to. Um, kind of now with these, or where you see with the airline industry, mm-hmm. you might, you have your budget airlines, you have some more upscale airlines, you have private jets. Mm-hmm. It will all be dependent probably about which, which option you take for the ride you're looking for. And so this whole thing about peak performance, what does that mean? Yeah, so well, especially in relation to materials, um, we see performance is going to be huge with the future of mobility because right now, I mean, I drive a car to and from work. What and kind of car do you drive? I have a Hyundai Sonata. It's perfect for what I need. I have a nice lease because I want the technology to be updated in three years when it's, you know, having the blind spot detection and all right. of those autonomous features. Um, but I'm the only one that really ever sits in the car. And there's four, there's four other seats that are rarely occupied. Really? So, um, and you would see that with a lot of people's cars. Right. But in the future, when cars aren't spending 95% of the time sitting in a parking lot mm-hmm. and they're getting maybe 100 people in and out of it a day, like you don't want to be getting into a car with the material that is just completely degraded. So is that what yeah. you foresee? You foresee that my car is soon going to be used all day long by other people? There's some different scenarios of the future, and that could be one scenario. Mm-hmm. There's a company, Turo, right mm-hmm. now that's using, um, that's letting people rent out their personal vehicle when they're not using it. So just like Airbnb for your house. Right. Would we allow that, Jonathan? On the record, I would never allow anyone in my car. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I am. On my car, I'm so meticulous. School. So I love the fact that you're making interiors more durable and yeah, more pleasant that's to really be. interesting. Because I read in your site, there's an interesting we spend like what 50 minutes a day on average in the car so mm-hmm. a 24th of your day you're in your car you want it to be a nice experience and exactly. your coatings and materials make that happen exactly well and you bring up a good point because so many people especially around this vintage grand prix are thinking i'm a car guy or i'm a car girl and i want to be like i could never give up that control but really what my goal is and what my team's goal is to make sure that 
you still love that driving and riding experience, even if the car is driving itself. You know, we can still provide those material solutions to enable a comfortable, customizable, infotainment full ride for when you're riding to work, riding to vacation. It is such a waste, though. Now that you say that, when you think about how hard, how often we use our cars, hardly. I know. And, and the s- amount of time that it contributes to air pollution for the smallest amount of time that we use. There's got to be some disruption in there. Mm-hmm. Well, and so the automotive industry has always been a huge part of, um, you know, Covestro's focus. We have a lot of sales into the industry for over 50 years, but sustainability is also one of our large focuses. Right. So this area of mobility and shared mobility is really going to help us enhance, um, you know, how we're serving the market for those two different um those two different trends. So how did you luck out getting this gig? <laughs> I know, that's the thing. It's, it's a how did cool, you luck out? It's a pretty Absolutely. cool job. Yeah, tell um, us, tell us, tell us. <laughs> well, I studied electrical engineering at Virginia Tech, and nice. um, being an electrical engineer at a chemical company is maybe a little different. Um, we have a lot of chemical engineers, but I really, um, I really felt like Covestro was doing some cool things, like what chemical companies necessarily have such a huge push about sustainability? And that's kind of one of those mm-hmm. dichotomies so you see. You. Mm-hmm. you get to have a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. How long have you been at Covestro for? Three years. Okay. Yes, three years. And I've um, gotten to ride in a couple autonomous vehicles, too, which is pretty cool. Um, all of my friends, all my other electrical engineering friends are totally jealous about, like, these cool experiences that I get to have. Um, and I just tell them, hey, I'm looking at materials for the future. you got to do your job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's as simple right? <laughs> as that. you got to do your job. So, you know, um, it is funny because people are looking to their suppliers for innovation. And very often that story doesn't get told. Yes. So talk about what your relationships are with your suppliers and understanding what they're, they're wrestling with. Other than me saying scrape a nickel off of that, <laughs> off of that uh, cost. Well, so um, it's pretty interesting right now because no one really knows where the future's headed. I know you had asked the question, Audrey, about... Because um, I know where the future's headed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked the question about, um, right. like... You know, what are the futures of materials going to be? Um, And I think the automotive OEMs, the people that are making the cars, the people that supply everything to seats or from seats to headlamps, they're all asking themselves the question, too. The unique thing that we've been able to do as Covestro is we've spent so much work identifying where we think the future will be Mm -hmm. that when we go into customers, we kind of show them our vision of the future and um, we've gotten a lot of great feedback. A lot of people say thank you for not asking us what the spec of a seat in 2025 is going to be because we don't know yet. That's so interesting and what I think I've learned about Covestro over the years is your materials are allowing really unique designs. So your materials can bend and go into shapes that you normally couldn't do. That's why we're seeing awesome looking headlights on cars these days. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do it without Covestro. Mm-hmm. I just think that's so great and on top of that you're making cars lighter and more fuel efficient so they're good looking and they're light lighter and safer and fuel efficient Mm -hmm. do all those words align yes that's that is exactly um how it lines up or aligns at Covestro, and then also that's the way the automotive industry is going. I know our polycarbonate plastic, um, which is highly engineered plastic that you can make multiple shapes out of. It's not the basic, right. um, you know, metal stamped material as we mm-hmm. had in the past. So I know again with those car enthusiasts that they love the the roar of the engine and all of these different components um, that make a real car 
like what it is. Um, we found a way to be able to still give you that same feeling when you see a car, same. It's really hard to explain the feeling of a car, but um, just doing it and making sure the material's lightweight to allow fuel-efficient vehicles for a sustainable future. So what's the one thing that you would advise people in terms of their career? and in terms of the opportunities, because you're an electrical engineer in a chemical company, yeah. right? I think it's all about, um, it's all about staying open-minded and really to understand where you can add value. I know it's really hard to, especially only getting out of school three years ago, it's hard to think like, oh God, how can I plan the rest of my right. life? And that's how a lot of people think, even though, right. as we kind of all know now, like, you have a long time to figure out the rest right. of your life. But I think just staying open-minded and not being afraid to speak up and add your opinion. I know, especially in this space, um, I present all the time um, to audiences like at automotive trade shows right. or internally at Covestro. And my voice matters because, you know, my generation is going to be the ones that are really using these cars and designing them. Right. So I definitely, I would encourage anybody not to be scared to speak up and share their opinions about awesome. the future. So great. So we are speak, what is, what is your exact job title? So I'm a market analyst for the future of mobility at Covestro. And people learn more about Covestro, covestro.com? Yes. Because on the site, I was scrolling through it. So much fun so stuff to learn about. So that was Paige Castellan of Covestro. And she's stirring up trouble, trying to change the world, <laughs> looking to the future. That's all about. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for being part doing. of it tonight. Yes, Absolutely. thank you. So Audrey. Grand Prix is on, reminding everyone, go to pvgp.org. It's through the 15th. All the action has just started tonight. So many great things going on, and it all benefits autism, which is what's fantastic. It's been going on for, I think, over 30 years now. So this is a Pittsburgh tradition to have the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix in town. And Cabestro is a tradition here in Pittsburgh as well, too, for crying out loud. I mean, you can't say awesome. Pittsburgh without thinking of Cabestro and all the great work that you guys do. So thanks for stopping out and hanging out with us. Uh, we're taking a quick break. We rev our engines, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, have some fun. Get a maybe a quick uh, fuel stop or something like that along the way. No stops. No stops. No stops. Anyhow, this is Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Rousseau. We are from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We love all things technology and all things automotive. Learn more about us at pghtech.org and have yourself uh, a quick little break with us. We'll be right back after this one. Welcome back. You are listening to Tech Five Radio, and it is our Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix show. We are nerding out on yeah. all things automotive Grand Prix because it is that time of year. It is July in Pittsburgh. I can smell the fumes already. Oh my God. I love the so smell. Bad. I love the He's smell of so gasoline. so bad. We should I just do. hurry up and introduce our guest before Absolutely. he gets inhalation uh, problems. <laughs> Paul Vorbach from HV3D. Absolutely, thank you. And you're no stranger to Tech Five Radio. I am not. Yeah. I, I have. I have. My golden throated warble has uh, graced the uh, airwaves once it's before. It's true, your warble. <laughs> and you. we're gonna warble a little <laughs> bit more and talk about you once again restoring cars for a living. Well, we, I uh, am now more uh, on the techie side, involved with the uh, 3D printing of parts for some of those restorations. I know. So like, that's the what cool are part. you printing? Well, if you you've got an old car and you name it and we are certainly game to try. Really? Um, so give us some examples. Um, recently uh, there was 
some hood latches, for example, for a 1921 uh, Kissel. 21? 1921. I can get um, those on J.C. Whitney anytime. Yeah, yeah. Easy yeah, to find. Lucky to Easy find. Wait a second. So it's a latch It's a, it's a metal latch uh, that goes on the, on this hood. Um, it's very prominent on the car, and apparently there was a restorer, um, not from around here, but uh, from down in Florida, working on this car, and the original ones uh, were lost in, in transit to the chrome shop, so they needed to so get a set. So popped up. So, well, the problem came in that they needed four of these, like, pretty quickly. Pretty fast, right. And so they really? sent me um, a, one of them that they had that they borrowed from a... Uh, a gentleman who had a car like this with the same latch on it, and uh, I was able to reproduce it. And we had uh, X1 out here in Irwin print the uh, parts for us, and uh, made them, got them together, and sent them on down to this guy. And uh, that's crazy. It is How crazy. big is that, that latch? The latch is itself. Uh, it's actually multiple parts. Uh, there, there is a, the latch is probably about three and a half, four inches tall, kind of a T-shaped thing, uh, with a spring inside. And uh, oh, really? And, uh, you know, it, it basically, you, there's a cleat that sets on the hood, and then this latch attaches to the fender uh, on this older car. And you, you literally, the, the spring, you pull up on the, uh, on the handle and set the p- base of the handle onto the cleat. And like, that, there's four of them on there. Can you imagine the design compared well, to today? Crazy. That's oh, yeah. Crazy. You know, but, but you do get to see some bizarre old parts that just come through, and you know sometimes they need a, a part that's in plastic. Sometimes it's in in metal. Most of the time, it's a, it's a metal part. How long did it take you to? That do one that. was. I was. We were pretty quick on that one. I actually, um, generally, uh, I was able to produce the design, get the design uh, down within a couple of days total time. I mean, it was, you know. Um, and so, how hours. do people find you now? Well, you know, uh, on the internet, of course, we have a, right. you know, your your basic website and things, as well as some advertising in some uh, enthusiast magazines. Mm-hmm. I have a minimal budget, I'm afraid, at this point. And you know, right. it's a it's a a fledgling business, so you know anybody that wants to throw some cash, please mm-hmm. you know, see me yeah. after the show. Just give us your phone number. The phone number will be ringing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, w- I would love that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tight community because when people are starting cars, be a they tight know community. when good work has been done, and yes. someone says, "No, I got a part," and this guy printed it for me. I think word starts to spread pretty quickly because you're a car store at heart. Uh, yeah, well, you, you know, had this I, problem actually, of not yes. having the parts, and you're like, "How do I get these parts? I can print them." Yes, exactly. And but it's kind of expanded beyond that now because you do have people that are enthusiasts that have custom cars, custom customization, something right, they want right, to do right. for uh, a unique look or something personalized and, and the technology is there for them as well. And so, you know, it's just really a great uh, application of a very cutting edge kind of technical thing into uh, this this vintage world and the vintage Grand Prix is is right dead in the center of that. Whole so I assume you're going to be hanging out the Grand Prix. I'd be putting cards on everybody who wants to wipe at the yeah. car show because don't you have a lot of fans there? Uh, well, we have had some people that uh, that do know who the heck we are. You know, when we come wandering in, uh, and it's nice to see friends. 
you know, and over time, yeah. you know, there is, like you said, uh, there is a community out there uh, of enthusiasts, and you do see the same, some of the same faces, and they're they're all just wonderful people too, by the way. And uh, you know, should anybody go and see go to the Grand Prix, you know, they, they can walk up to virtually anybody that's a car owner. Every someone will talk while, to you about their car. Someone, yeah. you know, like I touch their car. Well, you don't really want to do and that. Then that's I, the protocol. Know, my dog um, got close yeah. to a car. Don't you breathe know. on the car. But then there's all these people who bring their dogs and their family and their picnics, and they're all out there. It is unique to the Grand Prix. There are so many. You know, Pittsburgh is actually quite a car mecca. There is a lot of car stuff that goes really? on around Compared here. Compared to Detroit, sure. Um, I would say yes. That's um, interesting. You know, I never thought about it that well, way. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what. You know. Um, well, yeah, I mean, everything from the self-driving things that are course, going on, which yeah. is huge, of right. course. Putting Pittsburgh on the map. If you go look around, I mean, they, um, recently they just had the uh, AACA, which is the Antique Auto Club of America. They just, in Greensburg, they just had their national meet a couple of weeks ago. Interesting. You know, here in, Gre- in the Didn't Greensburg know about that. area. Huh. Was, Didn't know huge. that. If you, you go on to uh, carcruises.com and you will find a car cruise any night of the week with some very, very fine automobiles. Now, speaking of fine automobiles, you guys restore some pretty fine automobiles. The first time I met you, there was, a, I think it was a 55 Mercedes Gullwing. Yeah. Gullwing, and I think it was yeah. going to Amelia Island. It so was. you're doing parts and restorations for really high end. Yes. I mean, Amelia Island's about as good as it gets. It's right there with Pebble Beach and yeah. so forth. It is, it is. It's sort of the East Coast uh, mm-hmm. version of Pebble Beach, and it, it is. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, again, if you're a car person and you get a chance to do the Amelia Island show, um, it's a great place to go. Amelia, what I like about Amelia too is it has a little bit of a slant towards competition cars, in addition to you know a lot of the old uh, regular restorations, and uh, they always have some racing drivers from days of old and things like that there that you can you know come up and get their autograph. They're very, very, Absolutely. very nice people. So we are now talking to Paul Roback. Mm-hmm. at HV3D. What's your website? It is www.hv3dworks.com. Works, yes. And so that's the best way to find that's you, right? That's the best way to find me. And, you know, it doesn't have to be car parts. We certainly, you know, uh, anything other, otherwise unique, it can be, you know, there's airplane parts, there's yeah. uh, tractor parts, boat parts, or just something custom for the house. It can be made, you can print it. Pretty much, you know. I mean, I, you know, there's been very little that we haven't been able to, to is do. There, is there a size limitation at some point? There are some okay. size limitations, but, you know, that, uh, you know, so far, uh, what the, the size limitation tends to end up doing is give you some limitations on the type of materials you can work on. Ah, okay. As opposed to necessarily gotcha. can't do it at all. But, right. um, but the guys at X1, there's their process will do a part upwards of 30 inches in length. Oh, and, you okay. know, so that's a pretty big part. I'm waiting for the day when you can digitally print me an entire 1973 Porsche 911 RSR. Uh, there you go. And yeah. then you know, I can have a you know, $3 million car for maybe a couple hundred thousand. Well, we have, curiously <laughs> enough, we have done the, uh, inje- the uh, fuel injection stack for uh, a 73 RSR. You have. Uh, we, See, I'm not too far not off too base far here. Off base. That's so, yeah, we got about. one part already done. So. All right, so we've got about a million more to go. Give me a call, and I'll be happy to pick my car up. <laughs> That's just so exciting. 
exciting. So I, I love the fact that you, you, you developed this because you're restoring cars, and you, obviously you run into these situations where you cannot get the part. Oh yeah. But you need that part. I mean, if you don't have you don't have it, it's it's not a complete restoration. So you're like, exactly. wait a second, we can solve this problem. It it is you know it's 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 definitely a boutique industry, a niche, but it's an interesting niche. You know, and it's, it was driven by need, and then let's find a solution, and then this solution seemed to be out there, and as such, kind of we're kind of on the leading edge of this sort of thing, and therefore you you do push the envelope a bit. Absolutely. And, you know, I won't say everything is a home run, but we sure give it a, give try. It, give it a try and work with people uh, on making it good. So, what's your most? Uh, what are you most excited about this year's Grand Prix? Oh, just, you know, just the, the overall participation. I think that, you know, it's such a great and unique to Pittsburgh event. You know, uh, the fact that it's a street course uh, that, that through Shenley Park, it's the only street course where this sort of thing is done in the country. Uh, and that they involve pit race. It's it's 10 days of just uh, homage to cars. It really is. And, you know, there's multiple ways in which... People can be involved in it, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can, but you don't have to. And certainly going to, like, British Car Day and the car show, and that, which is totally free to the public, uh, to just go up there and see and talk to people and enjoy, uh, enjoy you know, uh, cars and people and, and the event. The event's a blast. Sounds like a complete and total great. plan to me. That's All great. The way Anything yeah. that you wanted printed. Sounds like this guy can do. HB3DWorks.com. Just as simple as that. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it so much. And if you need a car restoration, you can help people out with that as well, too. As well. Through, through, your, through your other sites, through your company there as well, too. I love it, Audrey. I'm fired up. I know you are. I'm encouraging everyone. You're always fired up. I am. But this, I'm extra fired up. It's like I have high-octane fuel going through my veins right now. Yeah, that's and like how many cups of uh, espresso today? Exactly. Right. Only three or four. Keeping it keeping low. But if you go to pvgp.org, there's a whole schedule of events there. It's super family-friendly. All the proceeds go towards autism, which is just fantastic. And really, it's a great way to nerd out and hang out with, with other people who are really into cars. And you're in Pittsburgh at the best time of year in July. All the way around, you can't get around it. So anyhow, I'll keep it at that. Anyhow, we're winding today's show up. Audrey, I think I'm going to put it into high gear and get home and burn some rubber. Thank you, you so much. Yeah. I, I'm not going to burn rubber on you're my not. new car. Oh, nope. Yeah, your, your, your tires are new. You want to keep them that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you are getting snow tires for this. I think. I think yeah. our last guest uh, convinced <laughs> me about snow tires. I think so. Anyhow, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We are from the Pittsburgh Technology Council since 1983, helping tech companies succeed. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. And I'll see you at the Grand Prix. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.